0: to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multimillion-dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. I'm joined by Mark Willis today, owner of Lake Growth Financial Services, three-time number one best-selling author and co-host of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. I want you to pay close attention to my conversation with Mark. We really had an in-depth conversation about the perspective of being thoughtful and thinking things through and I admire how he flips financial planning upside down especially for business owners so pay close attention to that it's towards the end of the conversation and it really has to do specifically with your banking relationships he definitely got me thinking which I was grateful for And um, I also loved his book recommendation. So take a listen, enjoy the show. Let me know your thoughts and uh, leave a review. And if you need anything from Mark, all of the information is in the show notes below. Enjoy today's conversation. Keep evolving, entrepreneur. I am so proud of you. Hello, hello. Good morning. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. How are you?
1: Oh, so glad to be on, Annette. Thank you very much for having me on.
0: I'm so happy you are here today. We are joined by Mark Willis, and he is the owner of Lake Growth Financial. And the way I start the podcast, Mark, as you probably know, is I really let you start with your journey and your story wherever you want. You can take us back to diapers. You can take us and skip all, you know, the the, the memories. Whatever you want to do. So go ahead and <laughs> and share your story with us. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, yeah. Well, I um, I am a certified financial planner. I own the firm Lake Growth Financial Services. I've had the great privilege of working with people all over the country uh, in one-on-one advisory roles to help them grow and protect their wealth. Uh, we've worked with business owners, real estate investors, and even Super Bowl champions. Uh, but you know, most people I work with are business owners that are just trying to gain some more control over their life. Uh, many people come to me saying things such as, Mark, I feel like a tennis ball just floating down the gutter of life. I want to take more control over my life. I want to have some more agency. I want to have some more predictability in my profits uh, or in my financial future or that of my legacy. And so that's my honor and privilege to get to work with folks in that regard every single day. As far as my journey goes, uh, I will take you pretty close to diapers, not quite, but I was about five or six years old in my first money memory, uh, and I had accumulated in a little paper bag uh, all my you know, chore money and an allowance money, 50 bucks or so, let's say. And my mom, uh, being a, a great mom, teaching me what she could about money, uh, she took me to the local bank to open up a bank account. And my job was essentially just to carry my little bag of money, little five-year-old kid walk into the bank and hand my entire life savings over to a complete stranger Right. Bank. <laughs> and you'd think that would be just a simple thing. But for a little kid, right. I didn't understand what this bank thing was. Why did this guy deserve all my money? Mm-hmm. And uh, little did I know how banks would play such an impressive role in my young adult life and into my adult years. Fast forward a bit more. And now I'm graduating from uh, two private school degrees, my wife as well. Uh, we carried into our early marriage about $120,000 of student loan debt. And uh, we graduated uh, in 2008, where there was not a lot of jobs, let's just say it that way, uh, to, to dole out. And we didn't have exactly marketable degrees, by the way. And maybe most importantly, we had no plan or even a priority to pay that debt off until the very first payment came. And I realized that I had actually married two women in college, my beautiful wife and this person named Sally May, who was not <laughs> going to leave us <laughs> until she had gotten every last penny out of our pockets. That's so funny. we got serious about finding ways to be not just debt free, but in that we wanted to be better than debt free. Oh. And we, we became like obsessed with this idea. Of changing the story of our financial lives. Uh, Neither my wife or I came from just uh, uber wealth. We didn't have a silver spoon in our hands uh, graduating from from our our, uh, high school days. So we wanted to make a big difference that would not only change our lives, but our family tree as well. And so part of that became obsession with education around money. And that's where I stumbled through the um, Certified Financial Planner designation. Uh, I loved learning everything I could about money, right. and it's been now a great privilege to serve you know over a thousand clients with me and uh, the advisors on our firm.
0: That's great. So uh, two things are coming to mind as you share all of that. Number one is money mindset. Okay, so can you speak a little bit about that? Do you see a difference? In money mindset, with business owners, with entrepreneurs versus those that are in the corporate world, let's say?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I think there is a mindset. There's a default mode that we all live in. How many times have you been driving down the street and you realized you were needing to go, you know left three turns ago, but you're on your way to the the same office that you've gone to for the last ten years, mm-hmm. and you're just on your default mode, right? Um, too often, I think we just accept what we're handed whether it be a day job or a 401k. Oh, and we no. just accept that that is the, the right thing to do, the only thing to do. Um, you know, we have 60,000 thoughts in our head that go through our minds every day. 99% of them were the same thoughts we had, exact same thoughts we had yesterday. Hmm. And there's a great quote, um, and uh, it's, it's escaping me now who says it best, but there's a number of people it's attributed to, but the quote says something like this. You know, 10% of people actually think, another 10% of people think that they think, and the rest of us would rather lay down and die than think. Hmm. Now, I hope that we can be those among, and why, why do I love working with business owners? I think it's in part because you guys are many of the ones that are actually trying to to change the world, to think different about your money, your economy, your own future. You're taking the, the reins around your life and saying, hey, you know, I may not be able to control the, the weather systems, the universe, I can't necessarily control everything, there are going to be curveballs in our life. Uh, but I can influence more than I think I can. Mm-hmm. If I pay attention, and that's really the best currency we all have, as far as mindset goes, is the currency of paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, attention is actually a mode of currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why we pay attention. Uh, but if we hand over our attention to those who desperately want it, marketers, okay, Wall Street, the government, if we hand our attention over, if we outsource what we're, sp- you know, banks especially would love to have your attention, please, mm-hmm. please, you know, give them your attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average business owner, according to the U.S. Commerce Bureau, spends about a third of his or her gross revenues on debt and debt servicing, a third, mm-hmm. a third. Mm-hmm. So that means we're not really in business for ourselves, Annette. Mm-hmm. For a third of our day, we're actually slaves to the bank Mm -hmm. and then tack on that taxes. Mm -hmm. So we're not really working for ourselves until, you know, one in the afternoon every day, if time is money. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, that troubles me when I think about that. And part of our work as, and part of my, I think, distinctive role as a certified financial planner to be not your average financial planner is to say, Hey, wait, maybe, maybe there's something more important than squeezing one more percent rate of return off your mutual funds. Mm -hmm. maybe you can actually take back control of the banking function maybe you can build wealth as you pay your taxes maybe the big swings in your financial life have nothing to do with whether you bought tesla or you know gm stock or you bought growth or value no i'd say more important is who is in control of these important functions like banking in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. It's still about that paper bag in that little five-year-old's hand. Mm-hmm. How are you controlling the banking function? Have you outsourced it to some other guy or gal who is sitting behind the banker's desk? Whoever sits behind your desk, your banker's desk will ultimately decide your, your success or failure mm-hmm. more than maybe any other component in your in your business's financial life. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and we talk about that a lot here of having a solid advisory board in that you have a trusted a certified financial planner, a tax accountant, banker, right? Mm-hmm. Is huge, not only on the, the personal side, but definitely on, on the, the commercial side, right? The investment banking side. So what are some of those big swings? I like that you just said that our attention is, is a form of you know, currency, that they want us to pay attention. So as business owners are paying close attention, to their tax planning as we're in you know fourth quarter here. Um, what are some of those swings that you're able to kind of loosely say that would help the audience?
1: Well, you're right. I can't certainly give any individual <laughs> financial advice. You're right. Uh, however, uh, taxes are a part of every person's financial life. And if we're not careful, Uncle Sam will be the biggest beneficiary of your life's efforts, mm-hmm. more than your children. Mm-hmm more than your spouse, more than yourself, if you're not careful, Uh, you know, and that that can be proven with math. I'll give you a quick example. Let's say that you have a $100,000 IRA. And let's say you have two children. And you leave that in that IRA inheriting uh, inherited IRA to your two children. Let's say that that pushes them into the 40% tax bracket when they receive that IRA. So that means as they take that distribution, they would each get 50 grand, right? And out of that fifty grand, they're going to have to give some of that to Uncle Sam. Well, what is 50, What is forty percent of fifty thousand? Well, that's twenty grand to the IRS per kid. So that's forty thousand dollars to Uncle Sam, and that only leaves thirty grand for each of the children. Mm-hmm. So who got the biggest lion's share of your IRA? Well, the IRS did. Yeah. That's why they spell the IRS. That's when you put those two words together, you get the word theirs, because they think it's all theirs. All right. Sorry for the dad joke there, but it's true. So yes, if if you have a, if you have a solid tax strategy right. to lower your taxes, you can really make a difference. Right. I have a number of clients that are systematically repositioning wealth out of taxable accounts and into something that's tax-free mm-hmm. both in their lifetime and also when they can leave it to their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, not to keep too much in the mindset because there are some practical strategies we could get into Annette, but, mm-hmm. um, We also want to not just prepare the money for the people. We also need to prepare our people for the money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that comes down to values, Mm -hmm. having family retreats, Mm -hmm. setting up a council of decision makers, Mm -hmm. built on love, of course, built Mm -hmm. on relationship, but having a system that says, hey, you know, you're not just going to get this lump sum and go buy your Ferrari with -hmm. this money. Mm -hmm. We're going to be building cash flowing assets that create perpetual wealth for generations.
0: Right really good topics, really great reminders right now especially uh to be having those conversations to be looking at your total picture as uh, you are building your wealth and your legacy and you know making some uh, making some money and growing your business at the same time. So let's talk about your business because I I coach a couple of uh financial planners and I I I love the business in itself because it there's so much process right and if you get the process right you can really the sky's the limit right it's such a fun business to build so what does your uh business look like what does your team look like
1: well, uh, thank goodness. It's, um, uh, I keep finding ways to fire myself and hire, <laughs> right. hire better, more competent people. Right. Uh, it is scary at yeah. a certain level. You have to start firing yourself and that can be scary. Someone right. once told me that, um, Mark, if you can find someone to do the job at least 80% as well as you think you can, as mm-hmm. you think you can, right? right. Uh, then give it away uh, because right. quite honestly, you're not doing it as well as you think you are. Right. And two, uh, when you can delegate, Uh, and have levels of trust, you can build a better organization that serves more people. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, over the last 11 years, we've slowly uh, accumulated, matriculated and delegated as much as possible to where, uh, you know, I'm able to clock out. We do, I I work less than 40 hours a week, Uh, love spending time with my family, Mm -hmm. mainly outside serving our community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's the best part. Um, It's not just our staff. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we have a number of staff on, on board to help you know, manage the processes as you said so well. There are a number oh. of processes, uh, and there are also a number of other advisors that do what I do, so that we can serve more than fifteen hundred clients around the country. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, you know, I'm I've been slowly seeing that it's easier and easier to give away those uh, responsibilities when you have what's uh, you know what 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 I think is called a racy chart. Have you ever heard of a racy chart? Oh. Um, it's a big chart of about every process that you have in your business. Mm-hmm. And think of it like every row of the spreadsheet is like a different project the team mm-hmm. works on. Mm-hmm. And then every column is role, authority, consult, inform. Okay. Uh, so, uh, excuse me, responsibility, authority, consult, and inform.
0: R A C I. So Got R-A-C-I. it. R A C I. Yeah,
1: RACI good. chart. Uh, so, good. Responsibility, authority, consult, and inform. So, okay. who is in that box when it comes to processing the mail every day? Let's say, mm-hmm. who is responsible for it? Right. Is there anyone different on that team that's ultimately uh, has the authority to change whether we do FedEx or UPS or whatever? Uh, who is consulted if we need to make a change on processing mm-hmm. the mail? And then who's merely informed? And I'm right. trying to push myself mainly over to the I column as much as yeah, possible. Right. How, I can, how can I just be informed or yeah. even maybe just updated once a year or never if possible? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the big picture of our processes, what we're working on as a team.
0: That's a great share. I like that. And I I liked how you said, you know, what well, you alluded to, it gets easier than in the beginning, right? It gets easier to kind of let go and step away and and quote unquote fire yourself than it does in the beginning. Did you, did you feel that in the beginning it was really more challenging?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think you, no one can do it better than you can. So you think, Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a sense of, uh, fear of trust. Right. Uh, I think it's, I think there's a baby phase of every business. There's a awkward teenager phase, Mm -hmm. and that's the growth phase that you really help specialize and work in, uh, in that range of mid seven figures. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you get to a certain point beyond that. And there's a certain adults, you know, and and even hopefully reproducing stage, right? Hopefully your business is taking off little babies. right? Uh, So, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I'd say if you don't know how to start the lawnmower, you don't have to cut the grass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So strategic absence and strategic ignorance can actually be a win for you. Mm -hmm. uh, But you also cannot... um, you cannot jump that chasm right away, or you'll end up. Your team will end up falling. Mm-hmm. So you have to teach them. And the the system that we use there is model, assist, watch, leave. We maul our staff. M A W L. Sorry for all these acronyms. But oh,
0: I like it.
1: It's like alphabet it soup. I'm like yeah. C F P M A W L. Yeah. I, uh... So model first, then assist. The, uh, they'll assist you. Okay. So first, you model. Uh You are Batman and you're just showing Robin what to do. Uh Then Robin will help you. Uh He'll assist you. Uh Then you watch them. Uh And then finally you leave them to do the work on their own. Uh Uh, These are just strategic delegation steps that you can Uh do to make sure that you're handing that baton off in a way that they won't drop it. And in a way that they feel empowered that you're not watching them over your over their shoulder.
0: Right. Well, and you know, when you get to that point in your business, it's almost fun to find more people to help you. And like you said, to get to those different, you know, adult stages in your business, right?
1: Hmm. Yep. So
0: what's your favorite business book?
1: Well, um, wow, there's a lot. I've been really chewing through slowly Keith Cunningham's book, The Road Less Stupid. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite books and a great. I title haven't read too. that one yet. Yeah, great book, book on thinking and learning how to think. And again, I believe that that is our greatest asset. Right. Uh, and so that's a great one. I'd probably stop there because uh, while there's a ton of others, I mean, I mean, we could go through the the library uh, <laughs> here, but I'd say that that's a great one for for folks if they're just trying to get some management tips, how to um, encourage nonproductive employees how to overcome the machine that you built that served you before, but is now failing you today. Lots Mm -hmm. of great content in that book.
0: I love it. Thanks for the recommendation. Last, what keeps you going? What's your personal mantra?
1: Well, I think it's uh, to relish the gift and to share the gift. Mm -hmm. If I was to put anything on my gravestone, it'd be something like that. Relish the gift and share the gift. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'd say that I am absolutely passionate about helping people realize that they don't have to use outside lending institutions to, to to be beholden to a bank, finance company, or other institution. Now, sure, we can use banks for our convenience, mm-hmm. but I hate it when I see banks using us for their convenience. Mm-hmm. So I'm passionate about helping uh, at least... My uh, Doing what I can, no more, no less, uh-huh. than to help as, as much as 10% of the American population break free from financial uncertainty and banking institutions and become their own source of financing. Uh-huh. What, if, what if just 10% of America or 10% of entrepreneurs uh, were able to bring the banking function back in-house uh-huh. and become their own source of financing? guys realize you're already in the banking business. You're in two businesses. You're in your day job, whatever you do for your your business, but you're also in the banking industry. You're in the banking business. Mm -hmm. And if you can have that function in-house, think of all the compliance uh, for accounting you could save. Think of all the interest payments you wouldn't have to shell out. I knew a guy, he was, he had a million dollar line of credit at uh, a local bank. He was a upstanding banking, you know, uh, borrower, let's say. Uh And then during the 2008 crash, they rescinded his loan. They froze his credit line. They actually termed it out over a five-year period. He was going to be dying on the vine. Uh Uh, And so he said, I I'm done with banks. I'm going to fire my banker. And he slowly accumulated his own line of credit to his business. Uh And now he borrows from himself Uh rather than using a, a banker down the street. He'll never be denied for a loan if he's the banker.
0: That's right. Very smart. Very smart. And I love the thoughtfulness that you are bringing to the group today. Thank you. So where can we find you, support you, learn more about you, promote you?
1: Well, thank you. There's a website, one website you can go to if you'd like to become your own source of financing and start swimming upstream uh, instead of being that tennis ball floating down life's gutter uh, to grow and build real wealth outside of Wall Street. Go to kickstartwithmark.com. That's kickstart with mark.com. And we can have a 15 minute strategic phone introduction just to get to know each other and answer any questions.
0: That's great. And that's Mark with a K. We'll drop that in the notes. Mark, thank you for being here. Thank you for bringing your perspective and all of your knowledge to us today. I appreciate you.
1: Well, thank you. And everybody leave Annette a five-star review. She does a great job on her show. And thank you for this interview. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Thanks for that plug. I like it. Wow. What an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com hit subscribe. And every Tuesday, you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need. And I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.